Sandy Laura Kramers. Welcome to the EYE Show. I'm one of the board-certified eye surgeons at Visionary Eye Doctors, and thank you for joining us, and thank you for subscribing and passing on this podcast to friends and family. So today we're going to talk about my nighttime routine and what I think is the best nighttime eye routine to help your eyes and their health. And I'm so thankful to patients that have suggested these different uh, ideas and and emailed us. So this is from a patient, and this is probably one of those common questions I get from patients of what do I do to get ready? What's my nighttime routine? So we're going to go through it. So as I'm going through my day, generally, I'm already kind of getting things ready to wind down at the end of the night where I'm starting to put away the cell phone, put away the electronics. I usually go to bed around 10 p.m. and I usually wake up around 6 a.m. And so I'm already trying to think about how to decrease my blue light. So my team, my staff will tell you my computer has a black background, it's very dark. My cell phone has a black background. I usually have these lights off especially outside, I have a hat, sunglasses, protecting my eyes and my skin from the blue light. And what I'm telling you about the blue light, still we don't have great randomized controlled studies to prove that it's damaging to the meibomine glands or even retina for that matter, but I think we're kind of concerned about it enough that I think it makes some sense. And there is data to show that decreasing your blue light, especially at nighttime, helps with your REM sleep, your ability to go to sleep, your ability to stay asleep, your ability to go, you know, go back to sleep if you wake up, and so it's and of course ADHD and all these other things of images and videos racing through your mind especially at the end of the, of the night trying to minimize that is probably a good idea so during the day I'm taking breaks every 10-20 minutes trying to blink every three or four seconds uh, talking with my eyes closed to people that care about me which is super awkward we have young people in their 20s that are now patching an eye when they're at the computer because you only really need one eye at the computer so you can take breaks my motto as you've heard many times is to use your eyes for only eye worthy things So if you're listening to me on YouTube, close your eyes, because right now I'm not showing you anything interesting. So think about when you can save your eyes for things that you really need, like driving, walking, and of course work. But even at work, you don't need both eyes at the screen. You don't have to look at the screen all the time when you're typing. You can type with your eyes closed. You can print out your material. You can dictate to Siri, have dictation you know, read to you, listen to audiobooks. Think about those things because we're all on screens so much, especially kids, that it's going to catch up. It's going to catch up with you. And so we're seeing, of course, all around the world, ophthalmologists are seeing much more dry eye than we've ever seen in the history of the world. So. This is what I do for my nighttime routine. And then I'll tell you what I think is the best routine. So generally, I take a shower in the evening. And so before I take a shower, I usually wash my face. Just simple, you've seen me with doing videos before. Uh, hot water without burning my skin as hot as I can stand it. And I usually don't have that much makeup on during the day anyway. So I'll just basically take this and just wash my eyes usually about 10 times or so. And as I do that, I'm basically massaging my eyelids at the same time, blinking, trying to get that oil to come out. The heat, as we've talked about before, opens the orifice of the oil gland, liquefies the oil. And as you blink, you're trying to kind of milk the oil like you milk a cow. And the more you do that, the more oil you'll have. So that's crucial. 
Then I'll take a warm shower, same thing. I'll let the shower head hit my eyelids a little bit, massage, blink, kind of push it out. I'll use either use diluted baby shampoo or if I have some type of uh, spray like Optase wipes or Avanova or hydrochloric acid, I'll kind of just gently clean my eyelids. If I have makeup on, I'm even more aggressive about kind of cleaning my eyelids. My skin's pretty strong, so I'm not sensitive to these products, nor even the water or the heat. But if you have rosacea or you have sensitive skin, sometimes water and heat or any of these chemical products can be irritating, which means don't use it. So then we have to do other things like the thermal pulsation with Lipiflow or, or the intense pulse light or tear care, you know, those kinds of things we sometimes have to do more frequently because your, set, your skin is so sensitive, we can't use the natural things at home to keep the oil pumping. So after I've done that and I've cut, made sure there's no makeup on my eyelids, I'll usually get ready for bed. And then my favorite thing to do is usually I'll read a book, I do my spiritual reading at nighttime, I'll pray, and then my favorite product is the Wizard Dry Eye Mask, which is plugged in right next to my bed. I'll lie down with it, and then from the previous video, I showed how I don't use a strap, but I'll just kind of gently massage, lift it, blink, blink, do it again. Usually I'll fall asleep. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I do the same thing. I'll wash my eyes a little bit sometimes if I'm feeling dryness, and then I'll reuse the wizard again to kind of put it on, and then usually I'll fall asleep. If I have time in the morning, I will use the wizard again. So I try to get the dry eye treatment, whether it's the wizard or any of the other dry eye masks, usually at least twice a day. And usually it's about 10 to 15 minutes, and that's, a, that's what the gold standard is. That's what every procedure treatment for dry eye is compared to, is that standard of 15 minutes twice a day, 10 minutes is probably good enough, but 15 is technically what has been published. So that's what I do. So I don't use any drops yet, but I'm gonna go through what is, I think, the best nighttime eye routine for patients that do use drops. And we're gonna go through how to use drops properly, how to use ointment properly, all that kind of stuff. So same idea, you're getting ready for the nighttime uh, part where you're trying to decrease your screen time. A lot of drops require you to use them twice a day, morning and evening, and so for for instance, all the dry eye drops like Zydra, there is Restasis, the Sequa. You basically will use the drop and I always clean my hands. If I don't have a sink near me, if I do ever need to use a drop, I love, you know, just alcohol swabs. I'll clean the tips of my finger. And this goes very handy for people that, you know, travel with their drops because you can always use this to clean off the top of your bottle, which I'll show you in just a minute how to do that. And that's just kind of protect yourself from contaminating the bottle, which is really rare, but it can happen. And so we're very careful with that. So what I do is I'll take a drop. We'll take, for instance, when we do the, um, we'll take sustain. This is an artificial tear. It looks kind of like this. This is a preservative-free artificial tear, and there's thousands of them now, I think, pretty much, or hundreds at least. And so the best ones are preservative-free because preservatives can damage your sensitive cells called the goblet cells that produce part of the tear called the mucin, as well as meibomian glands, and that has been published. So if you can use preservative-free, it's better. It's just more expensive. And as you can see, it's hard to open these containers. If you're a older patient, it can be really uncomfortable to kind of get the opened and this is just the first part uh, of trying to get into this container there are bottles now that are preservative free you just have to look at the bottle uh, so just see if it says preservative free or without preservative or non-preserved so this is what it comes looking like you have to take this off so if I had arthritis or you know bulky big hands this is not easy so then you basically I'll usually check the expiration date make sure it's not expired and 
take it off, twist it, and then I usually will kind of, it'll be a pinch, trying not to top, touch the top tip of it. I'll pull my eyelid down to kind of create a little pocket, and then I'll kind of look at the drop and try to get it in there. And then if you don't feel it go in, or you hate drops, which I really hate drops, then I usually sometimes will lean my head back, put a drop in the corner of the, what's called the sulcus right here, this little kind of area right here, and then as I open, I'll feel it go in. So if you don't feel it go in and you're constantly having issues getting the drop in or you're not sure, you're gonna need help. You're gonna need somebody to help you make sure the drops are going in, especially if you have glaucoma, which is a potentially blinding disease. And so after I put the drop in, I usually will close my eye for about 30 seconds. If it is a glaucoma drop, we recommend closing the eyes for about one minute and putting pressure here in the corner. Right here, there's a little drain that goes from the eye to the nose, and we put pressure, usually for about a minute, sometimes 30 seconds, longer, a little bit better, and that's been proven in multiple papers to improve the efficacy of your glaucoma drops. We're gonna go through that as well to show you what, what I mean by that. So that's how you put a drop in. And so you usually wait about three to five minutes, really five minutes between drops. So let's say I just put in my artificial tear because my eyes are feeling dry, or then I'm supposed to use my restasis. I would wait five minutes to use my restasis, but then if I am on have glaucoma, which I'll hear all the kind of, so these are many of the glaucoma drops, then I take my glaucoma drop, having waited five minutes, I do the same thing. I'll usually take, uh, let me use this as an example because it's already open. And so I'll take my alcohol swab. And if I know this has obviously been with me and I haven't touched my uh, skin or eyeball with this, which of course you don't want to do that, I don't have to do this every single time. But if I'm not sure if I think I touched my skin, I would put alcohol just to be sure it doesn't get contaminated. But most people don't. And then you just take your bottle and then just again look up and then just kind of hit it on the inside and then just recap. When you put the top on the counter, try to keep it up, not down. That's what you know we were always taught, just to kind of prevent contamination. And so that would be for glaucoma drops. And if you have multiple glaucoma drops, again, you're waiting five minutes in between drops. And we have a lot of patients that are on a lot of drops and it can get very confusing. So I like patients to have a little sheet of paper, write down the names of their medications, when they took it, if they have artificial tears, also write it down so you don't get confused. So that's a wonderful thing you can do for a friend or family member that has eye issues that need multiple drops because it's confusing, it's scary because you don't know which ones are really important, which ones are not important. The ones that are super important in eye health are always glaucoma drops first. The antibiotics, well, it depends on if you need an antibiotic or not. So if it's if you need an antibiotic, antibiotic first, because the doctor's probably concerned of an infection which can damage the vision and lose the eye. Glaucoma is next because that's a blinding disease. Dry eye is last. Okay, so that's really the order you should put the drops in because you want to make sure that you get that drop in first and then just not flush it out with the other drop by waiting the five minutes in between. So just to go through a couple of these drop options here. So we talked about the zydoristasis sequence. So we'll go through the glaucoma drops first. We'll go, let me go through the antibiotics first. We'll go through the glaucoma next and then the dry eye so people have an idea. So there's different types of steroids. Uh, and let me start with antibiotics. So there's many kinds of antibiotics. So that generally goes in first. 
The difference between a drop and an ointment, of course, is clear. The, the drop is you just put it in, it'll kind of go in, you do its work. The ointments last a little longer. So sometimes your doctor will prescribe both. And one will be for the daytime, like a drop, because it doesn't blur the vision. And an ointment will be at nighttime, because it will blur the vision if you use it during the day. So we generally try not to use ointments before you go driving, because it will blur the vision. And the way you do this, the same thing, you just take off the top. If it's a new container, a new uh, uh, tube, you don't need to clean it off per se. And then you push on the container. I usually put it on the inside of the eyelid if it's kind of a patient that has an ulcer or some issue of a conjunctivitis or disease in the eye. If it's just for dry eye or inflammation on the outside of the eyelids, putting it on the outside and rubbing it in is usually enough for dry eye patients needing an antibiotic steroid ointment. Now, will you do harm if it goes into the eye? No. If you put it in the eye, is it dangerous? No. It's meant for that too. So just some people don't like to t go too close to their eye. They don't know how to use this. It can be scary to kind of come at you or you're, you know, have a tremor. It's scary. So if that's not working, what I will then do is recommend the patients will either clean their finger off with an alcohol swab just again take a little you know one of these are very valuable or wash your hands really well clean your finger okay put a little bit on the inside on, on the side of your finger like this let me just show everybody I'm gonna hold on to this like this put a little bit just like that so try not to touch the tip to my finger put a little bit close the eye and then just rub it in on the eyelashes and then as you blink, it'll kind of go in, and then you have usually enough to kind of do the job. Now, if the doctor specifically says you have an eye infection, an ulcer, uh, some type of an abrasion where you need to put it on the inside of the eye, the best way is to pull the eyelid down, let it kind of drip into your eyelid, that little pocket you're making by pulling the eyelid down, and then blink close your eyes and then you know go to bed that's the best way to do it some people will use a q-tip and put the put it a little bit on the q-tip and then rub it on the eyelids whatever works for you without contaminating the tip is the best thing although this is still an antibiotic and they rarely get contaminated so there's many kinds of antibiotic there's ones with without steroid like erythromycin bacitracin in 2023 has been kind of not being produced right now so erythromycin um, there is the antibiotic uh, steroid component such as this one which is neopolydexa our favorite because the risk of allergy is very low and Tobradex ointment. So those are the key ones that you can use for those. And so these are the most important to use first. Then come your glaucoma drops if you need that next. Uh, so the various types of glaucoma drops, very few of them are preservative free. So most of them do have a preservative. With all of these, we love to keep them in the refrigerator. They don't have to unless the doctor specifically tells you like Roclitan, Repressa, those have to be in the refrigerator. But most of them don't have to be in the refrigerator, but it just kind of helps with any type of irritation or inflammation. Any drop with any chemical has a risk of causing an allergy. How do you know if it's an allergy? If it's itching, uh, redness, swelling, you know, that kind of thing, you just stop it, stop, don't use it anymore, let us know, let your doctor know. The uh, dry eye drops Zydra, Restasis, Sequa, they all burn when they go in. So we tell patients to put it in the refrigerator so it might help with the burning. Uh, but it doesn't have to be in there, just so you know. And now we're going to talk a little bit about steroids in general and the dry eye drops. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So dry eye drops are, of course, the first tier we talked about is the artificial tiers. The second tier of drops, and, and within the artificial tiers, as I mentioned, there's preservative-free and preservative tiers. The preservative drops you can put in your pocketbook and, you know, just kind of use it whenever you need it. And it has a top and 
it's very easy to use, but it has a preservative, and I really prefer non-preserved for our patients with dry eyes, as I mentioned, for the risk of the preservative causing issues to the cells. Um, the preservative-free drops, you can usually use every half hour as if needed. Most people will start four times a day to eight times a day and use it as needed whenever your eye feels dry or irritated. The colder, the better. The colder, it kind of blanches the eye to kind of help with that redness a little bit. And then if you need an ointment, there's preservative-free ointments. There's all kinds of them now. This is an example of Hylonite, which is preservative-free. Optase has versions. There's coconut oil. Uh, there is castor oil. There is now Manuka honey. People sometimes use it at nighttime also. Uh, the Manuka honey can burn a little bit, but all of them are pretty safe as long as you have no allergy to them. Same idea as an ointment. You put it on the eyelids or a little bit on the inside and then in the morning you wash off that ointment to kind of get that oil to come out to remove that um, ointment and help your oil glands kind of open up a bit and keep that clean and then if you need a steroid same idea you want to use the steroid as little as possible there is very few preservative free uh, steroids I don't think there's any right now the only one that's preservative free that I know of is Lodamax ointment that's preservative free and it just has mineral oil and petro white petroleum as the inactive ingredient. So this is pure steroid, but it's an ointment, and some people don't like ointments during the day because it blurs the vision. Some people love, we all love steroids because they make you feel better, but the risk of long-term steroids is a cataract increasing, but we have a cure for that. The bigger issue is the risk of glaucoma. So if you're needing steroids four times a day for two weeks straight, let us please come in so we can check your eye pressure. That's crucial. And it depends a little bit on your genetic risk, uh, what your condition is and so forth. But steroids, we can use long term. We have a lot of wonderful ways to use steroids to decrease the risk. But if you are a steroid responder, the pressure goes up when you're on steroids, it becomes less of a possibility. So for that reason, we of course love autologous serum and, and platelet-rich plasma drops. So just to review again, the drops that we use for dry eyes, artificial tears, the FDA-approved drops, which are zydrostasis and sequa, the um, steroids, which we love but are, have the risks, um, and then the uh, autologous serum and platelet-rich plasma drops. They come in little bottles like this. They're very, very small. And usually we'll open up the bottle for about seven to 10 days, preferably seven days. People do have been using it for 10 days. And the goal of these drops is to use your own cells to decrease inflammation and heal your tissues. So when you cut your finger and cut your hand, it is your platelets, it's your serum that heals your tissue. We believe platelets are more effective than serum. The papers are starting to come out to show that. There's only one study in process right now that's about to be published to show that. So I love platelet-rich plasma drops. The downside is that we have to draw your blood to make these we have to then give you these containers of little small bottles you get it and uh, you put it in the freezer when you get home we send, give it to you with ice and then you whenever you travel the world you take it with a little thermos with your little ice pack and you use the drop put it back on the ice pack it has to stay cold because it has no preservative and it is your own cell tissue that we do not want to get contaminated so far there have been no case reports that I know of platelet-rich plasma drops becoming contaminated but there have been uh, now a few of autologous serum we haven't had any in our practice but it's a matter of time with autologous serum so be very careful if you use your own autologous serum or platelet-rich plasma. Try not to touch the top to the surface of your uh, skin or anything. Try not to contaminate that. That's when I would definitely start to use these little kind of pads more frequently if you're using autologous serum or platelet-rich plasma drops. So just to recap, that's the 
how we kind of order the uh, drops. And so if you're using autologous serum or platelet-rich plasma, add an antibiotic and a glaucoma drop, and we have patients that do this, and artificial tears, the best way I would do that is to do the warm compress routine, washing your eyes, getting your makeup off. I would then do my, uh, the way I would do it is I'd first use the antibiotic first. I would then use my glaucoma drop second. I would really, of course, not try to use a steroid if I have glaucoma, but sometimes we do need that. I would then put in my Zydra, Restasis, or Seco if I need that. Usually you don't need an artificial tear right after that. And then at the very end, I would put my ointment on my eye, whether it's a for dry eye or even if it's an antibiotic steroid ointment. And then I would use my wizard. And so the wizard, it doesn't, or any of these kind of warm compresses don't have a washable cover, which is definitely a thing they could do. Because if you have ointment or drops, you can get it really dirty. And some people have complained that, you know, your makeup doesn't come off completely sometimes and it gets a little dirty. So then what I do is generally I'll either use like a little uh, kind of old t-shirt, I'll cover it, and then I'll put it on over that t-shirt. The heat will come through and then I can change out the old t-shirt and clean that. Uh, I just want to mention one more thing before we go, which is how to put a patch on because patients ask us about this all the time. So let's say you just had cataract surgery or you just had a trauma and the doctor's telling you you need to wear a shield when you're sleeping. The way we do this is basically you can get some type of paper tape or surgical tape in the pharmacy. Usually your doctor will give you a metal shield, although you can get that here in the office if you come and ask us for one. And the way this goes, it has these little tabs, it goes this direction, and you usually will patch it from basically your forehead the middle of your forehead to your cheek, so it goes this direction like this. And you just basically patch it. And the idea is just to protect the eye when you're sleeping, uh, to make sure if you're sleeping with somebody, you don't elbow yourself or accidentally you know, touch the eye too hard, depending if you've had recent surgery or recent trauma. So we'll use a shield that way. You can reuse the tape. No one's ever had a skin infection that I know of from just tape. If, you're, if your skin is very sensitive, sometimes the surgical tape will be too irritating and you'll need paper tape. So that's a very simple way to do that. This is reusable. You can, if you give it to somebody, which we don't generally do, but you know, you could clean off it with alcohol, so you can use that to save those. That's it. So please subscribe to the podcast. Please pass this on. Please continue to send your suggestions. And thank you everybody for joining us for the EYE show. See you soon.